everybody, and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine. My name is Alexander Holland, and as always, I'm sat digitally next to my number one pod pilot, John Maloney. Thanks, John Maloney. <laughs> we got you. We got you, everyone. <laughs> we got you with a spoof and a goof, the old episode 107 switch around. <laughs> well, what, a, what a hilarious joke. Just people are side splitting. People have... People have paused the podcast yeah. if they're driving and pulled over to the side of the road from laughs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the old classic switcheroo. It's a classic for a reason. Um, and it's episode number 107. And I want to say thanks very much to all of our favorite Kevins. And my favorite Kevin <laughs> is none other than uh, Kevin James, who you'll know. From King of Queens, and, <laughs> and more, and Paul Blart Mall Cop. Paul Blart Mall Cop. Now, Paul Blart Mall Cop. For those of you who don't know, is probably one of the most underrated films in the modern <laughs> cinematic canon. It spawned one sequel, which was critically panned, but still managed to turn a decent box office profit. And in January last year. Kevin James hinted at the possibility of yet a third uh, installment in the Paul Blart Mall Cop franchise, <laughs> stating, yeah, well, we've got to work that one out. I would love that. I don't know what the story is yet, but, in, but it was so much fun shooting in Vegas, which I assume was where Paul Blart uh. Mall Cop 2 was shot. That was a great time, Kevin James. So I'm going to say to Kevin, um, if you're listening, Kev, reach out and we want to get the scoop on the on the forthcoming. We want a cameo. Yeah, we, we want be, in. We could be we could run a shop in the mall. <laughs> <laughs> and if you a, a juice bar. Yeah. I want to be the, the repairman for that little the little uh segway. Segway that he's got. Um <laughs> and if you're stuck for ideas, just let me know. I've got a ton of Blart fan fiction <laughs> that could easily be <laughs> that could easily Just be optioned. Piles and piles of Blart <laughs> fan fiction <laughs> piling up. Please help! Please help, Kevin. It's piling up over here. Exactly. I'm gonna get this off my chest. I can't. I need to tell myself that it was for a reason. <laughs> I thought I wanted to help you and the listeners out this week, John, with a money-saving tip at the start oh, yeah. of the show, which I thought oh. of because I've been doing a little classic Dutchies money-saving tips, and mm -hmm. I thought I'd just pop it into your brains, and people mm -hmm. out there in the audience can take it. It's actually anything you're buying online. I've got a little tip for you. So if you do any online shopping and you, you're thinking of buying a particular item, so for example, at the moment I've needed to buy some shoes and the thing I'm looking at at the moment is men's jewellery. Now, mm -hmm. I know for a fact that the markup on men's jewellery is ridiculous. Mm. So if you are on Instagram and you look up men's jewellery, instantly you'll just start getting, at least in Europe, I'm sure it's the same in Australia, you just start getting ad after ad after ad from male jewelry brands. Mm. And essentially, I know that a chain that's they're saying, oh, buy this 50, 60 euro pendant. 
they're just getting for four bucks in China. Yeah, right. So here's what you do, and this works for anything. Mm-hmm. What you do is you go on the website. The first thing you do is you set up an account, and then you take the item that you're considering buying, pop it in the cart, and then just fucking walk away. Oh. Walk away. Yeah. From, and just leave it there. Do not check and it out. If and co- if a company knows what they're doing, mm. they'll, uh, they will start bothering you and saying, huh. why have you left that item in your cart there, mate? And you just go, I'm just going to fucking ignore you. <laughs> so I did this. I this did this on, particular. What, what were you? This is on Amazon. I could do this. No, this is a... Uh, this is a particular jewelry brand. I forget okay. the name of it, but it was a male so, jewelry brand. So it's not a generalizable strategy that I could put into effect on other. Well, it's the, there is a generalizable. The generalizable strategy yeah. is to all. So I have a I have like a trash email account that I use to sign up for anything. Mm-hmm. So if if anybody says sign up to my newsletter, sign up to this or you need an account for something and it wants you to put in an email address. I mm-hmm. have this trash account mm-hmm. and I will use that trash account to sign up to any newsletter or any... Basically, if you set up an account with any online shopping site that yeah. you think you might be interested in buying from... So you've yeah. got... I don't know what you're buying at the moment. Probably pallets of fancy wine. Yeah. So, John, you go to the pallets of fancy wine web store. Okay. Just set up an account with mm-hmm. your email. Mm-hmm. And they will start sending you offers. Mm. And then probably probably you'll forget. And then one day you'll think, oh, I want a pallet of wine. Yeah. Go into your email and just search for the emails from that company. And they mm. will have no doubt been sending you codes. Right. And there might be I'll one that's still- i never take advantage of that. Still, still valid. Still valid. Mm. Sign, make, set up a trash email account and mm. just fucking sign up for- ev- I've, I swear to God, John- I will be. I will have accounts mm. at at least. I'm going to say thirty sports goods stores that sell shoes. Yeah. Okay. Because and then all I do is I just when I'm looking at buying shoes, I just go into my email and put in offer code, and mm. I just look at the history. And then sure enough, uh, like within that week, somebody will have sent me an offer code mm. for shoes. So I just go to their website and check the price, and then add the discount code. But if a store really knows what they're doing, or they're quite big on. In, on internet marketing, I guess particularly with this jewelry brand, because as I say, the fucking margins on jewelry are insane. So if if they buy the chain for four bucks, but they're selling, yeah. trying to sell it to me for sixty, they'll yeah. gladly sell it to me for like thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they and they must get a kind of tr- a, a little notification when it's in your, or maybe it's just an automatic oh, process when it's in. Mate, your they get a fucking. Box. They get notification. They have data on how your mouse is moving around the screen. Mm. They have data. On how if you're how dilated your pupils are, yeah, dilated. They want to. They know how engorged your penis is <laughs> when you're watching. They know if there's been any leakage from the front or back passage while you're watching <laughs> the advertisement, which can indicate Hell, a potential telltale leakage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they know that you're close to hitting that buy button if mm. you got heavy engorgement and. <laughs> Mild leakage. <laughs> like fully dilated eyes and mild leakage. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm so close to buying this chain. They know. They know. They're probably hooked they're hooked into my Fitbit. They know my heart's real racing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so they know. They will know, John, how long you have sat. If you're scrolling up and down on an Instagram ad, they'll mm. know if you sit on a particular, like let's say with your palette of wine, you've gone, mm. oh, it looks like there's a good deal on a palette of pen folds and you stop. Yeah. It knows that you've stopped, which indicates that you have a particular interest in that product. That's but fucked. then you don't buy. Yeah. So it knows that you're a strong lead. It knows mm. John's very close to buying, mm. but he didn't buy. So mm. what can I do yeah. to get, oh, 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 my God, not only did he sit on the palette page and stare at it, he put it in his cart. And yeah. then he hovered his mouse over the buy button, <laughs> and then he just sat there engorged, <laughs> but he didn't put it. He didn't buy. Yeah. And then they think, what can I do? Yeah, let's give him a little, let's get him a little push. He just needs a a few bucks off. So I'll give you any, so this particular, I know this particular jewelry brand is very hot on, I think it's called CRO. It's conversion, conversion rate optimization is the, is the industry title for Mm -hmm. this. It's basically like how to convert you to a sale. And I know they're really hot on it. And so I swear to God, so I left it in my cart. Mm. Maybe a, a day later, it said, oh, you've left something in your cart. Mm. No, no offer. Mm. Le- I leave it. Mm. Hey, we'll give you $2 off. Ne- two days later, we'll give you 2 bucks off if you buy now. Wow. Just left it. Five days later. Mm, you seem like you are, a, you, you, and we know you want this, five yeah. bucks off. Just left it. And then they wow. actually sent me an email. They actually sent me an email with the subject line, okay, you win. And then it said, we will give this to you for, it was like 15 euros off wow. maybe a four, 40 euro right. item. That's amazing. So, yeah. So this is my hot tip for everybody. It's just, mm. if you're interested in anything, if you constantly are buying shoes, mm. if you're constantly buying, like for me, I'm always buying energy gels for running and stuff like this. So just make a trash account. Yeah. Sign up to everything and just let the offers pour in because yeah. you are, a, you're, that makes you a lead. Yeah. You have your email. Mm-hmm. And then hit buy. And then hit buy. My main. Yeah. What are you st- buying? <clears throat> my main. So wine. Well, my main strategies are two things. One, I, um, when I go to the checkout at Coles or Woolies, I get them to print out the receipt. And on the back of that receipt, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll find this is something they've been doing for 30 or 40 years. You'll find, uh, some vouchers so i'll mm. get i'll get a dollar off my dry cleaning or i'll get uh, oh so for something in the area for another business yeah or get a i'll get 10 cents off my thick shake or whatever and it's a very <laughs> from <laughs> from where <laughs> where, where, are the, where is cole's partnering with like fucking <laughs> wendy's no, or uh, mcdonald's i don't know i haven't actually done that in about 20 years I'll get so my, i don't know if they're five still bucks doing off my shoe, five bucks <laughs> off my shoe shine <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. what fucking well the other thing weighted coals are you going to the other thing i did was i gave a seminar at a conference and they gave me 50 dollars off at uh, foot locker now oh yeah that's a good that's a that's a good amount to get off it was good but it probably cost took me about a day and a half to prepare for that so in terms of bang for buck, that's a very poor strategy because you're going to have to basically give up your paid job, do days <laughs> of prep, and then give a seminar and then get a $50 voucher, which I still haven't honored actually. So I'm going to do that. But I might compound that. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll use the voucher online and then I'll put it in the cart. Uh, yeah. And then they'll give me the sweet deal. And then I'll add a voucher code to that deal and they'll be like, oh, now we're. 
fucking declaring bankruptcy because <laughs> this guy's so good at this. <laughs> what do you what do you buy online the most? Do you and your partner Jacinta? Do you have to what are you buying? And then what is it that you have to have a word to her about I to curb her line. spending? What kind of Man. lady I always feel like ladies Female yeah. friends of mine spend, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, mm-hmm. um, like I'm a little bit susceptible to Instagram mm. ads. Mm-hmm. I used to just buy buy counterfeit Simpsons merchandise, <laughs> but I know a lot of women in my life that spend a lot of money on ads on online that they get perch. presented to on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do feel like about every second day, because I work from home and I'm basically on a first name basis with the guy who the like local postie because Jacinta gets so much stuff delivered online but she I mean we get we get all we get a lot of groceries delivered online these days uh or we I mean uh, like purchased online and then delivered um and then I I don't know I don't know what I get I just got a I just got like a (laughs) 24 cans of kombucha arrived before you is that uh, true it's true yeah um from where from the from the kombuchery that was actually from your local kombuchery yeah just from a place in brunswick that like a store that you know sells kind of normal brand kombucha but i i don't know i've got i'm battling a bit of an addiction to booch at the moment um so (laughs) so i'm spending a lot of money on that and uh but you can get i mean you can buy it on amazon for like fairly cheap um do you buy crutch tips? Do you buy crutch tips online? I'll go to Fetterman's. Yeah, I'll buy <laughs> some tornado tips. Um, yeah. Actually, you, do you buy I'm, direct from the from glad you, him? Yeah, from, it's just funny because he's in. He's got a little store in uh, Pennsylvania, I think. Man, you have to visit. Yeah, I you should. have to make a pil- like a pilgrimage. And then I and I always think to myself, why don't I get? Because I'm always getting like two or three pairs, and then I think, yeah. Do I do I subconsciously think that this is a temporary condition that I've got? Why don't I just get like a hundred pairs? It's not going away. <laughs> but this I guess might I, clear up. I don't yeah, want to be. I, I don't want to have these wanna, lying around the house. I don't want to limit myself, but because then I'll because then if I buy a ten pairs, I might feel obliged to use them, even, even though I've developed the ability to walk. Jacinta will be cleaning out the closet and she'll just hold up a pair and go, I'll remember when you had spina bifida. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It'll be back there with all of, with all of the, the COVID masks and the The, the sanitizer. Yeah, exactly. And it turned out the cure was kombucha. (laughs) (laughs) I like butch. That's great. I've got a real addiction to butch. (laughs) Real (laughs) hankering for some butch right now. (laughs) Heavy, heavy scoby. Do you know about the scoby? <laughs> yeah, the scoby. That's such a great word. It can is. You exp- can you explain to people what the, do you know what the scoby is? Do you know it well oh, enough to explain to the audience? No, I don't think I can explain it. It sounds like a, sounds like a skateboarder, doesn't it? Scoby. It's this, it's, it's this kind of gelatinous uh, mass that is used as the bacteria starter thing in mm. the so if you're making home kombucha mm. you need some sort of culture that's alive and well mm. and that's what starts the fermentation process of the booch so it's called it's called a scoby and you can reuse the i think you can you can really start to to let a scoby really develop some characters and you just keep using that same oh. scoby over and over and over again. People I do that you'd for bread, don't Home they? booch. 
yeah, I could, I've probably got a few neglected corners of the bathroom where I could just do a, do a bit of a scraping and get some good SCOBY already. Yeah. Um, and then just start your own SCOBY <laughs> culture, turn the entire bathroom into a kombucha just lab. Petri, petri dishes full of bacteria. That was uh, my my father and my uncle. My my uncle Michael was into it, but much more than my father. But my uh, my father Stephen was briefly trying to brew his own beer, and mm. it was interesting how that. I think it's quite common in families where it, where when a father decides he's going to get into home brew beer, mm-hmm. that it starts to take priority over other parts <laughs> of the home. And I think famously Michael. Just wouldn't, you know, a classic dad, classic yeah. Australian dad. It was fucking winter, and the kids, the neats, they like weren't <laughs> allowed to put the heater on. But the homebrew kit had like a woolen jacket on it, so <laughs> the temperature remained. Wow, <laughs> it was getting more care than the children was. <laughs> the homebrew kit just just softly bubbling in the corner with a woolly <laughs> denim jacket around it. And all the kids just freezing their tits off. That's great. Now, Pete, I have to research this, but people, certainly with bread, like the, um, they sometimes call it like the mother. It's called something like the yes, yeast. Yes, that's the right. Yeast mother. In, um, yeah. <laughs> in, 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 I drink a lot of apple cider vinegar. Um, apple cider vinegar often says it comes with the mother. Oh. I actually, told my own mum that I felt like when I had an argument with her, a particularly strong argument, <laughs> I said, the, the mother in my, in my apple cider vinegar is more of a mother to me right now than you <laughs> ever were. <laughs> You're not even my real mum. And then you go and open up a little Tupperware container full of yeast and just <laughs> stroke it. Um, people carry these things around for years, don't they? And yeah, I don't know, leave them in their wills and shit. I guess. A, mother, a yeast I, I give to, I, I entrust, but, but what is the word? Betrothed? What, what is it when you, be, bequeath? Bequeath. I bequeath to I bequeath. Alexander my prize scoby. <laughs> <laughs> my mother scoby. And I would just be fucking fuming because I'd be like, wasn't he a fucking barrister? What am I getting this fucking... <laughs> exactly. Everyone else gets a holiday house and you just get, you just get a jar of yeast. <laughs> so well, a bit of a circle back this week to a topic which you raised a couple of episodes ago, episode 105, The Cable Guy Delusion, for anyone who wants to revisit that. You talked a little bit, about, uh, talked a little bit on that episode about the uh, various food lobbies that help, particularly the dairy lobby we ended up talking quite a bit about, uh, and kind of the various corporate forces in America in particular and uh, elsewhere as well trying to get us to sort of trying to basically through subterfuge and coercion of other corporate partners, trying to get more cheese and milk into our diets. (laughs) And, uh, and I I quite enjoyed hearing about all that. It was a bit sort of, it was a bit kind of Michael Moore-ish and I hadn't sort of had that sort of (laughs) classic anti-corporate messaging in a while. So I quite quite liked it. One of my classic angry 
looking behind the veil, pulling the wall off exactly. your eyes, revealing the dark dairy truth to everybody yeah. that we've been having and this thick, creamy white substance forced down our gullets. Exactly. We've somehow normalized extracting at great expense to the animal's concern, the milk that's <laughs> intended for their infants. But anyway, um, I like to think that if it was a film, like if we put a version of that up on YouTube, we'd put a sort of, again, Michael Moore style, like a whimsical animation that was actually depicting something which was, <laughs> yeah. which was very dark. Um, <laughs> but after we did that episode, I, had a, uh, I happened to come across a couple of articles which piqued my interest because, um, as usual, we were, we were kind of tapping into something that's in the zeitgeist a little bit right now. And there was an article in particular in, in the New York Times, which led me to another one in Games Radar about the efforts of the various forms of, you know, people... I guess you could call it the the dairy lobby, people who are kind of mm. responsible. And they don't all work for the same company, but they work for various organizations that are affiliated with the dairy industry and trying to push their products. And they're concerned because people, yeah. particularly in the, in the um, sort of Gen Z and around there, uh, Generation Alpha probably, people are turning away from... People are turning away from dairy milk and into kind of non-dairy substitutes like soy milk and oat milk and yeah, whatever. And part just of think that about is, how prevalent all your oat. Now you get asked at the cafe, "What kind mm, of milk do you want?" Yeah, exactly. I mean, that wasn't cow's a thing. milk. <clears throat> that wasn't a thing when oat we were milk. growing up. And of course, in Melbourne, there are cafes that will not serve you cow's milk. Ah, um, oh, is that right? Yeah, they're strictly they're... strictly alt milk, strictly, strictly alt milk, strictly alt music, strictly alt fashion, strictly alt milk. Yeah, and I like to. I mean, I take a bit of an issue with the use of the word milk. I I feel that it should be called soy juice because that's really what's happening. <laughs> that's that's um, also what the dairy <laughs> industry has been pushing for as well is for that you not to be able to call any of these milk. Yeah, well, I I didn't realize that until. I was reading these articles and I was, I realized that they too were annoyed by the fact that, uh, the kind of OG milk was being, uh, the term was being borrowed for various things that had nothing to do with milk. But, um, so they, they interviewed in one of these articles, a woman who was, a, a an athlete who was being courted by the dairy industry to try and sort of for, you know, to get her to try and spruit products on behalf of the dairy industry. And she was a runner and, you know, it was, they were saying that milk has this kind of, you know, combination of electrolytes that some studies that have no doubt been paid for by them have, <laughs> yeah. have, have said, um, help you recover from, from exercise. I mean, it's probably very, uh, there's probably a variety of nutritional options there that would serve the same purpose, <laughs> but they're not interested in any of those. And they're, so they're trying to spruik it as like the OG energy drink. That was, I think, the word. Yeah, that that's right. These people. Um, and they were complaining about the fact that when, you know, years ago they started to, um, regulators started to ensure that full fat milks were phased out of schools and things like that. That meant that uh, that milk didn't taste as good. So there was a bunch of kind of popular culture memes about 
milk tasting shitty in schools and so on. And they, they reckon that like turned a whole generation of people off milk. Anyway, the point is they are trying to, um, they're trying to rejig things. They're trying to reframe the conversation and get back to the glory days when celebrities lined up for things like they got milk, uh, ad campaign. Which I guess will be, that will be more, I mean, it, it wasn't a campaign in Australia, but it was so famous mm. that I was aware of that, even though it was an American campaign. And if any listeners who aren't aware, it was a massive campaign in the 90s of the mm. dairy industry getting celebrities to uh, promote milk. And it would often be a commercial where celebrities would would drink milk and then they would have a milk mustache. Yeah. And then That's the right. tagline was got milk. And it was seen as this healthy thing to do. And all the hip people, Shaquille O'Neal, any celebrity you can think Brad of was Pitt doing got milk. It. Gwyneth Paltrow probably did got milk before she went into. Um, got goop. Yeah, exactly. Got broth. Um, but uh, yeah. And so the, the one interesting manifestation of these efforts to uh, get milk's mojo back is that the industry is making a play for the gamer community and uh this is a little bit like what we were talking about with the military as well john doing the same thing is now we were talking about how the u.s military was afraid of their numbers dwindling and how they were going towards the gamers to try Mm. and extract them Mm. value from them and now the dairy industry's gone to the gamers too. The gamers yeah. are a ripe market for, yeah, they're so right. malleable. They're so they stupid and malleable. Well, they don't spend, they just got their so much eyeball time in yeah. on screens <laughs> where you can just project and, advertised content. And the lowest amount of critical thinking. Exactly. So at last year's TwitchCon, which was a gaming convention in San Diego, they, um, milk processors declared milk the official performance beverage of TwitchCon and uh, Dairy Management Inc., which was a trade organization that you referred to um, in your previous wrap-up of this topic on episode 105, which is a kind of classic dairy lobby organization, which was also responsible for uh, cheesy crust pizzas, I think. So yes, God bless them. I haven't, with... I haven't got a bad word to say about them. Um, they... Uh, they hired gaming superstars Preston Arsment and uh, Jimmy Donaldson, known to his uh, 139 million YouTube subscribers as Mr. Beast, to yeah, of uh, course Jimmy to introduce seven new cows to Minecraft. So, um, and I I should actually I might just quickly send you a link. Uh, let me see. Maybe we can play this for the benefit of our listeners. Yeah, we're quite, sure. I quite like the start of it. Preston plays. Never even heard of this guy. 14 million subscribers. Yeah. Give me your meal. Beautiful people, do you like cows? Because I love cows. I chatted with this guy, Eric. He has a family-owned farm in Colorado, and this place was so cool. 2,500 cows. So we decided to add seven new cows to Minecraft. And the best part is America's Dairy Farmers are sponsoring this video. If you guys want to learn more about it, go to the link in the description, usdairy.com. These 2,500 cows have cross-ventilated barns, which provide outstanding cow comfort with evenly distributed airflow and controlled energy 
energy-efficient lighting from a light density, they are lavishly taken care of, but also in a responsible manner to the environment. Beautiful people, if you're like me, you probably love dairy products. Okay, this cow, I think this cow has taken a liking to me. So Preston plays, I love the tone of that because it's the typical sort of hyperactive sort of syrupy style of somebody who was who was used to producing that kind of content but it's all about but yeah it's all that kind of let me what i'll do is i'll have some i'll either have very strongly dyed hair or i'll have a mm. giant quiff and then what i'll do is i'll kind of yell excitedly at the camera in a way mm. that young boys aren't allowed to and then they <laughs> will vicariously be able to experience the loud yelling through me <laughs> and he's and he goes on to describe, uh, I think, visiting a far a dairy farm and how many cows there were and how amazing it was and how, you know, how? TwitchCon is sponsored by the dairy industry and how they're adding new cows to Minecraft. Now, I'm old enough that I barely understand the phrase adding new cows to Minecraft and, and I don't really want to understand it, but I just love that, um, that this is what's happening. What an, what, an, what an obvious synergy as well, D- visiting, <laughs> a, g- getting, let's get gamers to visit dairy farms. They just, yeah. the two just go hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, what? There's, there's nothing a gamer loves more than being in a, on a farm surrounded <laughs> by exactly. cows being melted. Just, you can just imagine these dairy farmers in rural America just going, what? Twitch? What are you talking about? <laughs> Why is um, this guy's hair so high? Why is he screaming? <laughs> yeah, at this? Right. Why is he screaming at the camera? And one of the important aspects of that video, as I'm sure of other videos that are doing the same thing, is that they emphasize the kind of ethical farming practices that supposedly are um, being carried out, which I think is a yeah. bit of is a bit of a fudge. Because um, this is one of the major concerns of people who are turning to alternative milks, is they're yeah. saying, well, the reason that I'm drinking oat milk or mm. soy milk or rice mm. milk is one of the reasons is because I'm concerned about the ethics of yeah. factory farming with cattle. Exactly. With cows and being milked. <clears throat> cows being milked and calves being separated from mothers and male calves being killed. But if the man... With the giant quiff tells me that everything's fine. <laughs> maybe it's... I've maybe I've just got misconstrued the situation. <laughs> and next time I'm sitting down to watch somebody play Red Dead Redemption for 14 hours, I'll just have a big old glass of the white stuff with me. <laughs> um, yeah, Red Dead Redemption. Red 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 Dead Redemption would be a much more fitting game to crowbar mm, more cows true, into. You actually. could make it like wild west mm. frontier video game and one of the missions could just be paid for by the dairy lobby where yeah. the, the the lead red dead guy just has to spend years on a farm yes. <laughs> he murders somebody and then takes over their successful dairy farm just they pay to turn the entire game into a dairy farming game <laughs> all the all the kids loved it. For a second ago, you were holding up banks and riding stallions through the canyons, <laughs> and, sudden, and suddenly you're being forced to run this small dairy farm. <laughs> oh, I guess I'll just better milk the cows again this morning, clean out the hay. Yeah, that's right. Get some more straw. The other aspect to this, which is, which is somewhat interesting, is that 
According to the New York Times, some milk marketers have created Shark Tank-like contests contests that encourage small food entrepreneurs to invent dairy-based products aimed directly at Gen Z. One winner uh, who was named Spyit, oh no, sorry, the product was named Spyit, which is a caffeinated chocolate milk whose tagline is chill it, then chug it. And I'm looking forward to myself to getting to getting stuck in a spy at, um, but 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 I think um, I think there's a bit of uh, an opportunity here. I've probably got some dairy based ideas. But... <laughs> yeah, was, you were, well, it was when we were discussing the podcast. You said I'm not sure I'm going to have that much time because most of my ideas, most of my business ideas, are dairy related. And yeah, I'm, I feel rather like... storylines for the next installment of the Paul Blart Mall Cop franchise, all their <laughs> ideas for dairy products. <laughs> da- dairypreneurism. Yeah, I'm a dairy. dairypreneur. John, before we go, I better give you another bit of Gen Z speak to pop into your barbecue. John's barbecue conversation, to chuck into your barbecue conversations. Uh, Are you familiar with the expression, down bad? (laughs) Down bad? No, I'm not. not. The reason that that I thought of this is because I I do know this a little bit, and then I heard German youth using it. And this is, I love this. I love hearing German kids speaking to each other in German, and then they throw in English meme language. Mm, Wow. So down bad means being, so there's a couple of, there's a couple of interpretations. One of them can, can mean that you're very desperately sexually attracted to somebody and will do anything to to attempt to be with them. But it's more generally used, I think, to just express desperation. So an example might be something like, I put all my life savings into the FTX cryptocurrency exchange and now it's all gone. I'm down bad. To To be down bad is to be depressed, desperate, okay. in a bad situation. Yeah, but, okay. Uh, it was great because I just heard the German boys That's saying great. saying uh, in German, yeah, his girlfriend left him and this guy was so down bad, which <laughs> in German goes, ja, seine Freundin hat ihn verlassen und dieser Tipp war so down bad. <laughs> I love that. So good. I thought yeah. initially when you said it, it was... It would mean something similar to when you when you used to say, "I've got a real bad sad," which I <laughs> whenever whenever anything upset me, I'd say that gives yeah. My mum will love this because I think she she knows that I still use this. I'll say I would say something like, "Mum, mum, we've run out of bread, and that gives me a bad sad." <laughs> It gives me a real, gives me a real bad, sad that we've run out of bread. <laughs> so yeah, th- throw that in at a barbecue, John. Just say, mm. oh fucking hell, man! I put a few, a few, put a few bucks on the ponies on the weekend, and my horse yeah. came in last, and I put a lot of money on it. And I tell you what, I am, I'm down bad, down bad. Well, tomorrow is 
Anzac Day in Australia, which is a bit like Veterans oh, yeah. Day or something. And it, for whatever reason, has become strongly associated with gambling, like most things in <laughs> Australia. And, um, and it's traditional for people to play a game of two up on Anzac Day, uh, where you basically use a, I think traditionally you would use a wooden paddle to, to flip a coin in the air and then if, and then you basically yeah. bet on, I think it's bet on two. I think it's t- two coins. I think you'd flip two oh, coins. Oh, you're right. It is two. Hence two up. So it's pretty basic then, you know, you're betting on heads and tails results. And so I might do that one too many times and then say, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm down bad. I hit the two up. Had one too many Fosters and hit the two up yesterday. <laughs> I'm down I'm, bad. And now I'm down bad. <laughs> Now that we've recorded the podcast, I want you to know that my first task for the day is I'm going to go and buy a fucking massive sack of dried chickpeas. And I'm (laughs) so excited because I buy chickpeas in bulk and Mm. it means that I just have hummus 24-7. I buy tahini in bulk. Mm-hmm. I buy dried chickpeas in bulk and I have all the other ingredients. I have a, I use a little bit of citric acid instead of lemon. Okay. And it just means that I am literally never without hummus. You come around to my house. It's so bougie. It's the one bougie thing about me. Yeah. Is that, is that my one spread when people say, oh, have you got mayonnaise? I got mayonnaise, mate. I got hummus. And people are like, yeah. what? You bougie bastard. You sexy <laughs> yeah. bougie bastard. They say with a Dutch accent. That's a, there's, a, there's a Dutch fragrance reviewer on YouTube that I really like. And her catchphrase when she starts every video is, Hello again, my sexy, dirty bastards. But she says it with this very beautiful Dutch accent. So she goes, hello again, my sexy, dirty bastards. <laughs> I'm always, always saying that. So yeah, I'm off down to the local Turkish grocery. Okay. I've got to lug a massive sack of chickpeas on my shoulder. And then mm. I'm going to be swimming in hummus. Is it hard, to make, is it hard to make hummus nah, from a, it's from a, a piece chickpeas? of piece? Piece of piss, mate. We'll do a whole mm. episode where I can explain if Al's, you want. We could do a Al's cooking episode. Recipes. Yeah, let's do it. Al's recipes. Yeah, <laughs> easy. It's so easy. Mm. And I reckon I've got a whole, I reckon I've got like 500 grams of chickpeas. I reckon I've got 500 grams of hummus down to 2.3 cents for every 500 grams of chickpeas <laughs> of hummus. <laughs> wow. Start stockpiling it in vats. Yeah, we should, we should just do an Al's money saving, Al's money saving expert. Podcast. John, behind me are dozens of <laughs> barrels of hummus, <laughs> <laughs> and I bet you're thinking that must have cost you thousands and thousands of dollars. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> And what a fantastic episode. We've absolutely loved. Talking about 
about our hopes for a Paul Blart Mall Cop number three. Kevin, I can barely move in my study for all the piles and piles of Blart fan fiction. Please get in touch. And we absolutely love talking about some of the ways that you can leverage your position as a lead to the conversion rate optimization specialist at all the companies that you're interested in buying products from. Conversion rate optimization. It's not just for Mormons anymore. And we circled back to a classic Don't Praise the Machine topic of interest, the dairy industry and their powerful stranglehold on Earth's consumption habits. Next time you're sandboxing in the wonderful world of Minecraft, why don't you look out for one of the corporate-sponsored cows? And we've absolutely love letting you know that Al's off to the Turkish supermarket to pick up a big old sack of dried chickpeas to whip together one of his luxurious homicides. Good luck with that, Al. As always, I'll be one of your hosts, and I go by the name Alexander Holland. And as always, I'm sat digitally next to my number one pod partner. He's got to be the one called... Thanks so much, John Maloney, and thank you, don't praises. Don't forget to stay prayed up, and we'll see you next week. Hey, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>